Wow, what a year it has been. You're probably asking yourself why you even opened this podcast in the first place. Either you're curious to know whether or not a rock hit me in my sleep leading up to this episode, or maybe you want to put your presuppositions to the test and see what part of me was able to see the good out of a seemingly shitty year. Okay, fine. Both those assumptions are pretty cynical on my part. So I'm also going to give credit to some of you who might genuinely agree with me to a certain extent that what is it about 2020 that I liked? Is there even something worth liking? Or is this going to be one of those instances where I'm trying to separate myself from the herd to voice an unpopular opinion in search of an audience? Tune in. Let's find out. Welcome to another mini-series episode of The Modern Z. In case you're new, The Modern Z is a blog and podcast channel dedicated to providing Generation Z individuals, that is those born in or after 1997, with a platform to share ideas, stories, and experiences. With each episode, I discuss a new topic and seek students from around the world to share their thoughts and have a discussion that inspires and resonates with our audiences. The miniseries episodes typically range between 7 to 15 minutes, with me sharing some insights into my daily life, interests, habits, and opinions. Along with this podcast, I also write corresponding blogs for the avid readers out there, so I'll link the article for this episode in the show notes below. That said, let's get started. During the mid-1300s, a mysterious plague hit Europe and Asia when 12 ships from the Black Sea docked at the ports of Messina in Sicily. When the people of the Italian island came to inspect the ships, they were shocked to see most of the sailors dead and those alive covered with black boils and blood. Unfortunately, these people didn't know that this virus, later termed the Black Death, would proceed to have a death count of over 25 million in Europe alone. The virus, known to be carried by rodents, had devastating effects on the human body, causing intense swellings, boils, fever and body aches, diarrhea, and of course, death. The Black Death was terribly contagious, sometimes spreading via the mere touching of clothes. You could expect to see a full-grown adult perfectly healthy at night going to bed, dead upon sunrise. The consequences of the Black Death lasted for over 200 years in Europe, with a long famine, migration, government rebellion, and widespread demise. Fast forward to 2020. January 11th is when China reported its first official death from the novel coronavirus. Since then, the impact of COVID-19 aggregated to cause global tension, lockdowns, unemployment, government questioning, and a quest to find a vaccine. To date, there have been nearly 80 million cases of COVID-19, with over 1.7 million deaths. Some say we're on the verge of finding a suitable vaccine. Some say we already have found one. The best thing we can do is to trust the scientists. After all, the politicians and media only go as far as to tell us what we want to hear. When we look at everything that's transpired in 2020, it's difficult to spot something good. COVID-19 caused a hike in worldwide oil prices, climate disruptions carried on with Australia suffering from the worst bushfires to date, the world experienced a recessionary phase with low economic activity and financial crisis, George Floyd was killed, sparking a global movement of Black Lives Matter that caused socio-political tensions and unrest in societies, some actually having their own share of problems with racism, but conveniently ignored in the wake of BLM. Some of our favorite sports figures and celebrities passed away, and divorce and domestic abuse rates went up as all of us had to enter a lockdown. All of this doesn't make up for a very good resume, does it? There is one thing common between everything I just mentioned, and no, it's, it's not just that they're all, quote, bad. 
That's merely a shallow way of putting it. These events are what the media and the internet choose to highlight because it's easier to elicit a reaction from someone through panic than by joy. The media is not going to talk about how Africa became free of polio in 2020, how daily global carbon dioxide emissions reduced by nearly 20% since February, how a world experienced improved digitization and advancements in medicine and education, and how mental health support went up with notable recognition to minority groups and social care. I could talk about these things, but that's still missing the point. The one thing common between all the, quote, bad things and all the, quote, good things is that these are all external events and have no direct impact on our own individual lives. Granted, for those people who've lost their jobs and loved ones because of COVID-19 or any of the sociopolitical tensions, it's more than that. Of the 80.4 million cases of COVID-19 that the world has had, 1.7 million have passed away and 45.4 million have recovered. For the people close to the lat to the latter groups, they wouldn't have suffered those instances of grief if this year hadn't gone the way it did. And so they probably have a good reason to hate 2020. Similarly, people who lost their jobs, went into debt, struggled to manage their finances because of low business activity, this year was brutal. But for the rest of us who weren't directly affected by the virus, do we all really have a strong case for why 2020 was a bad year? As I mentioned earlier, Everything, quote, bad that has transpired in 2020 are all external events, meaning that the only reason we perceive them to be bad is because we're looking outwards towards things that would happen whether or not we existed at this particular moment in time. That is how insignificant we are and why our opinions or hatred towards a calendar year means nothing more than those likes and views we seek on our social media apps. You hate 2020 because your favorite sports figure or celebrity passed away. Why? It surely wasn't because they were thinking about you during the pandemic. Was it because they were the ones who were constantly on your mind prior to their demise? Of course, you wanted to share your empathy with your social media followers because that's how one grieves about losing someone. You hate 2020 because you couldn't go out and couldn't party. Restaurants and bars were closed. You couldn't meet your friends as much, couldn't socialize as much were restricted to your house, maybe even your room. You had to work from home, without the help of a boardroom or a cabin. You had to engage with people through Zoom, or whatever video chatting service you prefer, depending on your privacy preferences. The gyms were closed, closed as well, and to be fair, I was initially bummed about this one too. Oh, and let's not get started about uni students, especially first and final years. Freshmen clearly did not enter university expecting online classes devoid of house parties and the freedom they were promised. Seniors became anxious about the job market, whether or not they would find work in an economy where thousands of people were going unemployed. If we were to look outwards, then this is all we would see. And if you were to describe 2020 to a toddler born 10 years from now in this way, the kid would probably agree with you and think, wow, that sounds like a really bad year. But what happens when we look inwards and change our perception towards whatever happened. A simple change of lens, so to speak. On December 10th, 1914, 10 buildings suffered a massive explosion in West Orange, New Jersey. These buildings were a part of Thomas Edison's power plant, comprising of more than half of the site with Edison's work. Upon hearing of the fire, Edison calmly walked towards the inferno and had this to say to his 24-year-old son. Quote, Go get your mother and all her friends. 
They will never see a fire like this again. Although I'm 67 years old, I'll start all over again tomorrow. The flames that consumed years of priceless records, prototypes, and research value today at around $23 million. Without firing anyone, Edison took up a loan and began rebuilding his factories the next day. His employees worked double shifts, and Edison's team ended up making nearly $10 million in revenue the following year. You couldn't go out and party with random people who ran a risk of infecting you with a number of diseases, let alone COVID-19. You avoided your weekly dose of getting drunk before going out, allowing your body to detoxify and heal itself. You avoided engaging with superficial people that you don't like but had to talk to previously in order to conform to your group of choice. Instead, you were at home, spending time with your family and your true friends, those who will be with you regardless of your appearance, wealth, or opinion. You were able to save on transportation costs and or gas by not having to travel to work. You could wake up whenever you wanted, work at your own desk with your cup of coffee, and take advantage of the greatest technological invention in recent decades, the internet. You were able to experiment with multitasking. You know, that uh, feeling of speaking when you needed to and then muting yourself and turning off your video to do something else in the meantime. Not sure if that's efficient or just plain rude, or maybe both. I enjoy, I enjoy doing it myself, so who am I to judge? You couldn't work out in the gym, a place where bacteria thrives amidst sweaty benches and dumbbells. Instead, you may have spent some time with nature, either running, training outdoors, or even at home. If you were adventurous, maybe you tried something new, like dancing, Zumba, yoga, martial arts, and so on. For uni students, you were able to study from home. Although it might not have been the ideal college experience, you could choose how to deal with those boring lectures and online classes that take place in the first year. The freedom to mute, turn off video, and even leave the call, something which wouldn't have been possible if you were present in a real-life classroom. For seniors, you're about to enter a job market in dire need of fresh graduates ready to work towards recovery. Recovery from this period of low economic activity. Yes, it will be difficult, but it also offers a fresh opportunity to prepare yourself for what's ahead, to truly separate yourself from everyone else. Until 2020, we were living in a world where we were all so caught up in what others were up to that we were failing to take control of our own lives. If there is one thing that 2020 gave us, it's time. Time, something that we all claim to have less of every day, even though each one of us wakes up and sleeps with the same 24 hours as everyone else. This year, we had a shit ton of time. Time to look inwards and work on ourselves in any way possible. Time to read new books, biographies, learn new languages, maybe an instrument. Exercising, incorporating wellness and balance to our nutrition. Getting rid of toxic habits and toxic people. Trying out that hobby that we always procrastinated. Learning a meaningful skill that would increase our chances of landing a job. Starting a blog, sharing our passion with other people. If nothing productive, we had the time to unwind and look after our own mental and physical well-being. Those people during the 1300s suffering during the Black Death, they weren't blessed with the same technologies and services that we take for granted daily. I know that discussing the consequences of the Black Death doesn't undermine those of COVID-19, but it just goes to show how much our species has gone through in history and how we're more privileged today than we were back then. 2020 was a shock to our system, one that was habituated to a consistent routine, one that was blinding us each past day. 
The only reason I'm able to record this podcast is because I started this channel back in April because I was at home because of COVID-19. Your passion may lie somewhere else, so if you pursued it, more power to you. For the people who treated this year as an excuse to stay in the online world longer than before, this year would be nothing more than shit show. Simply because the only thing these people were consuming would be the toxicity of social media, negative propaganda by news channels, and a shared community of those ranting about a lost cause. But for those of us who made the most out of the time and individual freedom that 2020 gave us, who used this time to learn, improve, and conceive something new, who pursued something bigger than ourselves without giving it a second thought, for those of us, this year wasn't so bad after all. Hi, thank you for listening. For the avid readers out there, I've linked the Medium article down in the show notes below. Feel free to check it out and share this episode with your friends and family. The Modern Z's social media handles will also be linked down below, so a like and a follow would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you're interested in joining me for a podcast or to write something you're passionate about that you'd like me to feature on the Modern Z blog, shoot me an email with your idea at info@themodernz.com and we can have a chat. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you in the next one.